Let's return now to our story about weather extremes. If you are in one of the hotspots, literally, getting a good night's sleep may be a bit of a challenge. So to help turn the nightmare around, we're joined by University of Otago sleep researcher, Professor Barbara Galland. Kia ora, Professor. Kia ora, Lisa. How much of an influence is temperature on getting a good night's sleep? Oh, it has a huge influence on sleep. Um, First of all, just trying to get to sleep in these hot temperatures is really difficult. Um, But also waking up a lot during the night so your whole sleep cycles get get disrupted. Uh, Many have a lot less sleep and a lot of disruptive sleep and then potentially crankiness the next day for a lot of people. So um, it has quite a a lot of influence. And then so you really have to pay attention to a lot of things to actually – uh, cool your body temperature down, uh, temperature down overnight. I want to get to those things that you can do, but first off, is there a sweet spot for temperature? What's the best kind of temperature to be sleeping in? Yeah, the sleep spot is uh, around about 18 degrees. It can vary for, for different people, but um, the research shows anything between 15.6 and 19.4, to be exact, is what uh, most people uh can regulate the temperature at so um, with these really hot nights you know it's really quite difficult to be able to keep those temperatures down to be able to sleep well right so for those overachievers who would like to get into that range despite the air temperature what can we do oh there's, there's lots of things we can do a lot of them are just really common sense things um like during the day, it's incredibly hot, really staying hydrated, drinking lots of water because that can actually really help with your body temperature, temperature regulation overnight. Um, thinking about what you're wearing overnight, you know, dressing lightly, but it has to be something comfortable for you. Um, you know, you might have the, the, you know, the correct sort of PJs, whether they're comfortable, or they short, short PJs or, or whatever, whatever your preference is. But in trying to get rid of that body temperature, um, if possible, is, is key to that. Then also sheets, paying Barbara? attention to people. Sheets as well, yes. Yeah, so, so the overbedding, thinking about that, you know, it might just be that you're comfortable sleeping with a single sheet. Some people can't sleep um, with without a sheet on them. So just a really light uh, cotton sheet. Um, you know, you don't want to have all your, your duvets. The main thing is really to also really make sure your head and face are um, are clear because you get a, a rid of a lot of body temperature through through the face and head. So uh, and then, does the thread count of the sheets matter? Um, it can matter. So you don't you don't want something really, really um, tight in terms of the thread count. I don't know exactly what the optimum would be, but you need to be, the sheets need, be, need to be able to breathe, if you like, and get rid of that um, body temperature through them. So, so the fabric is actually quite important for that, to be able to dissipate your body heat. Should you have a cold shower before you go to bed? I, I have been uh, lately, yes, um, because it's I'm in uh, Wanaka at the moment and it's been incredibly hot. Uh, so I'll often uh, sort of, certainly uh, around about 8 o'clock at night, if it's really, really hot, I'll, I'll have a cold shower to just cool, me, cool myself down. That can really help with sleep. I'm also interested in um, what you eat before you go to bed. I imagine it's not of great benefit to be chowing down on, you know, a big scoop of hot chips or something before you hit the hay. Does, does food just before bedtime <laughs> I mean, make a difference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, I, I'm not sure about in terms of really hot temperatures, but at any, any stage, any time um, temperature, you don't want to be eating too much uh, before you go to bed at night. 
uh, that will, will keep you awake. So um, it's really about, about hydration and water and not too much alcohol too because that can really uh, make you dehydrated. Barbara, but, I've just had a question from the floor here, which is people want to know what is the lifespan of a pillow when you get, you know, when, when you're really sweaty and all the rest of it? Because I imagine it has some kind of effect on your ability to sleep as well. How long should we be keeping our pillows for? I, I'm not in, entirely, I don't have an answer to that exactly. But, um, you know, from a hygienic point of view, you want to look at the colour of your pillow too underneath in terms of, you know, the um, moisture that's got through to it, how they can get, get quite yellow. But oh. thinking about actually what's covering that that pillow is really important. I'm um, here talking about heat dissipation. So you so might have should, your favourite. You, what should your pillowcase well, you be made of? Well, a cotton, some some sort of fabric that will actually, or, or, or silk will actually, um, you know, won't, won't um, keep the temperature in. So lots of people might have those velvet pillowcases, their favourites, but not over, over summertime. And then thinking about the underbedding too, you know, people will still, some people may still have their woolen under blanket on the bedding from wintertime. So so taking those things off, just strategies to, to really allow you to, to keep cool overnight. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Barbara. That's Professor Barbara Gallant, who is a sleep researcher from the University of Otago.